Your quotes as an electrician competitive against other businesses? Or should you even be worried about other people's quotes? Because there is tradesmen out there that charge a fortune for what they do. But yet there's someone else that comes along and says, yeah, I can do that for half the price. Now, why is that? Shouldn't every electrician be charging sort of the same? Do they charge price per point or an hourly rate? Well, in today's podcast, that's exactly what we're talking about. How to price your work and why to price it like that. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, helping electricians reduce stress, gain back time and earn more money. Hello and welcome back once again. My name is Ben Poulter, your host, and I've seen this all across social media. How much do you guys charge for replacing a fuse board? Or what are people charging these days for a free bed rewire? And I look at these questions and think, yeah, I might answer it, but there's so many different things you've got to take into take into consideration when maybe replacing a fuse board or when maybe doing a rewire. It's quite rare that every job is ideally the same, exactly the same. There's never the same things happen, the same faults you come across. There's always something a little bit different, to be honest, isn't there? Because if you consider a property that's maybe lived in and they're, well, they're not going to move out and you need to rewire that property and every evening you've got to pack all your kit away, you've got to tidy everything back away, you've got to obviously make sure that all the floorboards are put down safe enough so no kid's going to fall through the ceiling or no one's going to get damaged. You can't basically rip all the wiring out because they're still living there. They need to cook their food at night. They need the lights on. It's a lot more difficult. And when you're comparing that to a property that's completely empty, it's like a dream. You can go in there, you can cause as much mess as you want, as much dust as you want with the chases, and you can rip all the floorboards up and leave them up basically all week while you're working. That empty property is 10 times easier than doing it with somebody living in the house. So why would you charge them the same price? But there are electricians out there that price their jobs price per point. A set price for a lighting point and a set price for a socket. For example, if a customer wants maybe six down lights in their kitchen, it's gonna take you around three hours to get that work done. If you think realistically after setting out, drilling all your holes out, wiring them, that's obviously if there's an existing supply in there as well. So we're taking into consideration that maybe there's an existing light up there where you're gonna get your supply from and it's wired safely. So you can use them wires because obviously, well, like I say, there's so many things to take into consideration. We're assuming now that the fuse boards to 18th edition, metal clad board, RCD protected, and all you need to do is wire them six down lights. So you look at that job and you think, yep, I could bash that out in about three hours. Like, obviously it never takes that long. Nothing ever goes to plan. It's a bleeding nightmare, but Realistically, it's going to take you around three hours. Cable's going to cost you, what, 15 quid. Lights, 16 pound each. And also include some of the sundries because you might need to patch over a hole that possibly you drilled wrong or anything like that. Screws to put the plasterboard back up. Your sundry is going to cost you around 20 quid. So that electrician that charges price per point, it'll quote for 55 pound per light. So it works out at around 330 quid when another electrician will come along and he'll price the job with an hourly rate. And again, three hours labor, average, say about 40 pound per hour with the same materials, 
that comes out on his cost or his pricing at £246. Yep, but stop a minute. I know what you're thinking. I'd rather get paid £330. That's um, a little bit more than £246. But if you're going out quoting for jobs that are 30%, 34% higher than other electricians and then just going home and waiting for the call because you haven't got much work on, then this is why you're possibly losing out on work. You need to start quoting for your jobs more competitively. And then just because you do maybe that job for £246 one day, no job is the same. Every job's different. So just because you install six down lights one year for £246, that doesn't mean you have to keep doing down lights all the time for £246, even if they, they tell their friends and family, get this electrician in, he'll do it for 250 quid. Well, not necessarily. Every job's different. And over time, you can put your prices up. At the beginning of starting your own business, maybe look into winning the customer rather than how much money you're going to earn. Because with one customer, if you keep that one customer happy, maybe say a, a, an old lady, then that old lady, she's going to have plenty of friends because old people, they love talking all the time. But she's also going to have sons and daughters and grandkids that all turn into maybe five of their friends and they'll tell five of their friends and so on and so on so this will start your business by getting more and more customers every day if you ask anyone you can confidently say that word of mouth is the best marketing or the best thing you can do for your business it will boost your business and your business's reputation massively if you keep a customer happy but it also it swings and roundabouts. It can go the wrong way. Because if you faff a job up and maybe you get angry with a customer or you kick off or you do something wrong and don't sort of make good. Like I've done it before. I've worked in someone's house and I possibly, this is years ago, I've done it once. I don't do it all the time. I've put my foot through the ceiling when rewiring house. Accidents happen. This is what happens. It was a nightmare because the guy was downstairs. It was being lived in at the time when I was rewiring it. So the guy was downstairs reading his paper directly where my size 12 foot went through the loft. <sighs> well, it wasn't lofty, sorry. It was a two-bed bungalow. Two, not two-bed bungalow. It was a two-bedroom house, but my foot went through upstairs. So he was sitting downstairs in the living room reading the paper. Obviously, it kicked off. It went a bit crazy to start with. It weren't very happy whatsoever. But I did arrange to get that whole ceiling skimmed. So... It's how you deal with the problems once you come across them. Keep that customer happy. They were more than happy at the end of it. I still got tea and biscuits, so that was fine the next day. As long as you do something about the problem that you cause, it's going to work out in the long run. But another way of pricing your jobs is to do an hourly rate where you give the customer saying, yep, uh, cost me for me to be here, it's going to cost you £50 an hour. But remember, that hourly rate, it needs to cover all the costs within your business it needs to cover it needs to cover your insurance the public liability and all your tools your travel time to get there there's so many things that are incorporated in your hourly rate which maybe the customer doesn't know with my experience before when you say to a customer yep i can turn up that job will take me two hours it's sort of 50 pound an hour they look at you gone out thinking 50 pound an hour They've gone to Google, see what electricians get charged, and obviously the JRB rates come up, and they'll say, I'll give you, I'll give you £20 an hour. 
doesn't work like that. Not at all. That's for employed. Like, I don't think they completely understand. So it's a lot better maybe not giving an hourly rate or not sort of letting the customer know what you charge per hour. In my experience, it's a hundred times better to give the customer a price for the whole job. So then they know exactly what it's going to cost. They've budgeted for what that, maybe that rewire is going to cost or that kitchen refurb, something like that. So they know exactly what it's going to cost when you're finished and done and dusted. Because if you're on an hourly rate in somebody's property working basically for them, it obviously depends what type of customer or what type, how, you, how well you know that customer. But if you take a phone call and you're sitting out in your van having a 10 minute phone call, they're going to look at you and think, hang about, I'm paying that guy to sit on the phone. I'm paying that guy to sit in the van and eat his lunch. Or I'm paying that guy if he goes to the toilet for over 20 minutes, which you know sometimes as a guy in the morning, you need to sit in the toilet for 20 minutes. So an hourly rate, I think sometimes a customer will look at it and think, right, I'm going to knock that off. I'm going to knock that off. It doesn't really work out. So I'd much rather give a customer a quote for basically the whole job. I have given it a go before where this guy had a new build and he said, yeah, I'll pay you an hourly rate to turn up. So we agreed on a day rate of what I was going to turn up. I'll be there for the day. He had to supply the materials. So obviously if the materials weren't there, I still got paid. I just got paid to be there. And the job got first fixed within four days. But he said he'd pay me for five. So instead of doing electrical work, he said, can you jet wash my drive? I was a bit begrudged to do it because I wanted to get off and do other jobs, but he was going to pay me the electrician's rate to jet wash his drive. He could have went out and got someone else to do it for probably half as much, but I didn't mind. I got paid to jet wash his drive for something that maybe I enjoy doing on a Sunday at home anyway. It's funny how it works sometimes because the customer's obviously thinking, no, I'm getting my money's worth. I'm getting, if I've got someone here to do the job, then I want to get my money's worth out of him to get the, my work out of him. But you're paying me to be an electrician at your property, not necessarily paying me to jet wash the drive. So it's funny maybe sometimes how customers think, but in my eyes, I didn't mind. But as with a lot of tradesmen and women, obviously, the paperwork side of things, yeah, it can be a bit of a pain. The easier and the quicker you can make doing your paperwork, it's always an advantage. And speaking of making things easier, I have created a Google Sheet where you can fill all your details in an invoice, in a quote, sorry, and it'll automatically produce an invoice. So if you want a copy of that, I'll leave that in the show notes below and you can take a look. But after building a reputation and building your customer base as an electrician or as any tradesman, sometimes customers that don't even ask for a quote, they trust you that you're going to charge them a, a, a normal or a reasonable money for the job, what you're doing. So they'll just ring you up and book you in the time of what they want you to be at their address or the job they want you to do. So you won't have to give them a quote. This is a lot easier. Because in the electrical trade, you'll know that nine times out of 10, a customer will phone up and either the electricity has gone off because, yeah, they knew their fuse bulb was knackered, so they needed a new one. And they need the quote or the price ASAP. So you need to get it to them really quick. But a lot of times when you, the customers know you or maybe they come recommended, then you can just go out and do the job and bill them straight after. That's a, a lot more simpler in my eyes. 
because when you get a few quotes, say you get two or three, two or three quotes to do a week, and they get stacked up, and the little jobs sort of seem to get forgotten about, and it's sometimes them little jobs that can obviously lead into big jobs. So you want to keep a track of your quotes of what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Maybe keep on top of them. But in my opinion, there's two things you can do. It's if you're starting to get really busy, like you've got so much work coming in, so many quotes all the time, so many people phoning you every day, and it's getting maybe a bit stressful. There's two things you can do. You can go out, advertise, find yourself another electrician to give you a hand where you become an employer as well as your own boss. Or just stick your prices up. In my opinion, number two has been my best option. I've obviously tried to employ people. I've had employees and it just caused me a lot more stress. So I stopped my prices up. And basically you're doing the same amount of work, but for more money. And putting your prices up, yeah, I'll admit it will get rid of a few people that want you because you're a cheap electrician or you've done it a cheap, you've done a cheap job last time. It was quite... Well, cheap, basically. You don't want to be known as a cheap electrician. It's pants because people will ring you up and expect you to be cheap. Myself, I've got a lot of friends and family that don't call me up for any electrical work because they say, ah, Ben, he's a ripoff. Well, good. I've got plenty of people out there that understand the value of the job or the work I do for them and they're happy to pay me the quotes or the, the money that I charge to do it. I've been around friends' house before where maybe they haven't asked me to do it. And I've said, oh, you've got a guy to come in and put these downlights in your uh, your living room or your landing or something like that. And I've looked at them and they're not they're not straight. What happened there? Was he like wonky or something? Did not wear his glasses that day? I don't do that. I don't like doing that. I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I'd like them lights to be dead straight, especially downlights. They look ugly when they're off. I always see in hallways, maybe in hotels, when you're going down the walkway and you see the lines, are just they're just kinked out a little bit. Why? You put a laser up. You can get them spot on every time. And I like doing that. It's still job satisfaction for me. But talking about being a cheap electrician again, in the beginning of when I started to run my own business, I was going around, I was sticking lights up for £20 because it was classed as maybe a drink back then in, well, 2004 sort of thing. So I was putting lights up for 20 quid. I was leaving my house... And it would take me probably 45 minutes of my time to get there, to get my kit out, to test it all, and put a light up. And £20, thinking back now, it didn't really cover much of my costs at all. It didn't make any profit out of that. There weren't much of a profit after my insurance, my public liability, and my petrol maybe in the van. So, yeah, I didn't do that for long. And there was another thing that I never did as a business owner myself, as my own boss. I never put a markup on materials. If I went to the wholesalers and picked up a socket for three ninety nine, well, I charged the customer three ninety nine, and I don't know why I didn't do it. Like I didn't realise you were meant to do it, meant to put a markup on it. There's a reason why you put a markup on these materials because you're giving the warranty, the guarantee. Say later on, if that socket goes wrong or that light fittings goes wrong. Obviously, the customer's going to call you. The warranty stands with you. So you're going to have to replace that socket. So putting your 20% mark upon it, that covers uh, covers you for all this. All the materials that I use in customers' houses, they come with a 12-month warranty from me. 
because I can go remove that material, remove that socket, remove that light fitting and take it back to the wholesalers because the wholesalers will warrant 12 month warranty as well. But after that, it's down to the manufacturers because a lot of these lights, like these JCC fittings, they come with a, a box on the box. It says it, seven year warranty. Well, you can't call me up in seven years and say, excuse me, one of my lights is gone. It's not sort of thing. I've got to tell the customer that. I've got to let them know that. That, that manufacturer is with the warranty. Uh, that warranty is with the manufacturer, sorry. Not with me personally. I will come round and remove it, but I will need to be paid for doing that. And another thing to mention, that a quote is exactly what it says. It's a quote. It's a like an estimate of what that job's going to cost. It can go a little bit over, which obviously if it does, you need to say, yeah, look, to the customer, look, this is, you need it wiring right back to the fuse board. Your wiring's no good. It's rubbish. It's, it's damaged. I've got to rewire it again. It, the, the cable's not long enough. Any Anything that you have to do extra, obviously let the customer know first because it's going to cost them a little bit more. It's going to entail a bit more time. It's going to entail, well, more materials. But then it swings around roundabouts. I've been to um, properties before where I've drilled the holes in the ceiling and found out they've got them eco joists where you can run your rods through perfectly without damaging the ceiling whatsoever. So they've got the best of both worlds. You've let the customer know that you don't have to get a plaster in and fix that plaster in because I've got through the eco joists in this property. And then also it took me, I don't know, an hour less. So I will, I know it sounds crazy, but in my eyes, I like to look after the, the customer and saying, yeah, it's cost me, cost me less time to do this. So I will charge them less than what I originally quoted. I'm a firm believer in treating the customers fair because like your customers are your sort of advertisement. They'll obviously tell five friends and tell another five friends and it'll go on from there. So your reputation, I value that a lot more than the money I earn as an electrician. And I do like to keep a customer in the loop of if there is an, an extra cost incurred because maybe they've budgeted for maybe 500 quid. And if it goes over to 550, you ain't going to get that 50 quid. So you've got to let the customer know first. Because I don't believe that there's an actual ideal blueprint for pricing jobs. You can't get a thing. If someone goes on the line and says, how much should six downlights cost in a kitchen? The property is different. Is it a flat roof? Have they got a fuse board that's up to scratch where I can actually certify that insulation that do it up to regulation for the building control? Everything's different. There's so many things you've got to take in, into consideration. So if every job was the same, then a customer would be able to go onto the internet and go, yeah, I'll pay you £500 to do these six lights. Yeah, but hang about, mate. It's... um not going to cost that much. It could cost maybe £300 or £700. It depends. Everything depends. There's so many things to take into consideration. This is why pricing and quoting for jobs it is a skill in itself. And you'll develop it better and better over time. You've got to work out everyone does things differently. Everyone finds, thing finds things comfortable that works for them. So you've got to try all these different ways of quoting for work but don't do yourself out of money, basically, because you've got to work out, is it worth doing? Is it worth me quoting maybe £200 to do this job? Am I going to make a profit? But this is something that you'll develop as your business grows and you'll get better and better at it. 
As I've mentioned in a previous podcast, mastering the trade, self-employed electricians and their professional knowledge in electrical repairs. That's quite good when you should check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes below, along with the link to the auto-generating of the invoice from a quote, where you can take a look at that to see if it'll help you and your business too. So until next time, I'll see you again.